Hi, my name is Ben Dankaka and this is Shepherd Daily. This podcast is designed to build leaders through access to accurate information. I hope that by listening to this podcast, you'll be able to develop the right leadership skills that will enable you to become the leader you were born to be. Today, I'll be talking about all you need to know about leadership, episode two. I'm sure you don't want to miss this, so stay with me on Shepherd Daily. Alright, today I would like us to revisit our working definition of leadership. Recall that in the previous edition, we picked our definition of lead from the Webster's Dictionary. The Webster's Dictionary defines the term lead as the guide on the way, especially by going in advance. Now, as you will expect, if a person has to guide others, it must be along a certain path. That is, a leader is expected to guide others along a particular way. Now, this process can be termed a leadership journey because a leader actually embarks on a journey along with others. This means that leadership can be compared to an expedition involving the person and the group. Leadership, in essence, demands that you travel from a particular place to another place. You move from where you are to a place you desire to be, from the present and to a future. Now, because leadership is a journey, it is expected to have a beginning and an end. Now, the relationship between uh, parents and their children is a noticeable example of how leadership journey really works. Usually, parents lead their children along a path that begins at birth and then ends somewhere in adulthood. Once children are born into a family, their parents immediately begin to raise them along a specific path they feel is most proper. And this is often a journey characterized by different processes of knowledge acquisition and training. So it is through this leadership journey that a child's character is eventually formed. Now, the same thing happens in organizations. The same thing happens in countries whenever a person is elected or appointed to lead. When a president takes office, he or she immediately begins a leadership journey accompanied by the people. Usually, the president shares his vision with the people and then invites them to follow him because he believes he knows how to guide them along a certain path that will lead to success. So like in families, the leadership journey that a country and its president embark upon must definitely come to an end. In democracies, for instance, the leadership journey of presidents oftentimes you know, climaxes at the end of their tenure. And at that time, the people will know whether the leader was worth following or not. They will really know if the leadership journey was successful or not. So the end of a leadership journey can be used to measure the success of every leader. Since leadership is a journey, a leader must have a destination in mind. 
the destination of a leader is that ideal situation that leaders plan to create after they've gone through their leadership journey. And so the destination determines the price of the leadership journey. Or let me put it another way. How to determine the price you ought to pay, you ought to pay in a leadership journey. When you know the destination, you will be able to figure out the price of the journey. And so knowing the destination automatically makes the leader qualified to lead others. I mean, you can't expect others to follow you if you don't know where you're going. In fact, it is your knowledge of the destination that enables you to know how to guide others along the pathway. If you don't have a destination in mind, how will you know the path? So let's compare parenting with leadership once more. When it comes to parenting, parents must have a picture of what their children will be after they've trained them because the destination is what determines the path. Parents who want their children to become doctors, for instance, will train them differently from the way parents that want their children to become engineers. A leader's destination is what determines the kind of policies he or she will adopt. Policies are the ways through which a leader transports his people to a certain destination. So here's my point. The destination decides the way. The destination of a leader is what really, really matters. The vision of a leader is what really matters. Knowing the destination is what makes a leader stand out. If other people know the destination as much as you do as a leader, why should they follow you? Instead of following you, they will find another way to get to the same destination before you do. So having a clear picture of where you want to go as a leader is key. If you don't have a destination in mind, then you shouldn't even begin the journey in the first place. Look for those who have a destination and follow their lead. Now, another key component of leadership is advancement. This is also captured in our working definition. Recall, the Webster's Dictionary says, to lead means to guide on the way, especially by going in advance. So in all circumstances, leaders are known for advancing, even when it hurts. They advance at a time when others aren't willing to move an inch. Their willingness to go in advance is what really makes them stay ahead. The very act of going in advance makes you take the lead. And so to be able to lead, you have to be able to set the pace. For leadership to take place in any given situation, somebody has to be the leading light. A leader is like a lamp that shines in the dark. Let me repeat myself. A leader is really like a lamp that shines in the dark. You see, to advance in the dark, you wouldn't place your lamp behind you, would you? Instead, you will place it in front of you so it can lead you. And so the lamp has to be ahead of you. Now, the same thing happens in every area of leadership. The leader is required 
to be the person in front, going in advance towards the shared vision. Once more, think about the sort of leadership that is usually provided by parents in homes. To guide a child, parents have to act as role models to their children. Usually, children are trained as they watch their parents. That is, the parent has to be ahead, showing the way to the child. In the same way, leadership takes place when an individual sets an example to others. To guide others, you will likely have to advance or go ahead so you could follow, so they could follow your steps. And basically, that's the way to take the lead in every area of life. Most times, you know, the leader has to be at the front line. As a leader, you may have to be the first to test the waters. It is after you pass through an unfamiliar path that you will then be able to know for sure if that same path will lead others to the right destination. When you become the first to tread a certain path, you will automatically feel qualified to lead. In every field of endeavor, we have individuals who are often celebrated and considered veterans. The beginners of their industry look up to them as leaders and then follow their footsteps because these veterans went through a certain path before them. The veterans are widely accepted as leaders because they took bold steps that brought forth positive results. They are also recognized as leaders because they know the end point of the very path that the greenhorns are treading. So when leaders go in advance, they acquire experiences in the process. They gain certain knowledge that their followers haven't yet acquired. This is what really makes them leaders. Think of all the people the world celebrates as leaders. They are ahead of others. The countries that lead the world ahead in virtually all fields of endeavor, they are the ones on top in politics, science, technology, and media. We call them developed or advanced countries because they are ahead. We call them advanced countries because they are the leading countries. Similarly, the companies that lead in any industry are recognized because of their innovations. They are known for doing something newer or more advanced than what others are doing. In every group or organization, those who occupy the leadership positions are often elected or appointed because of their ability to stay ahead. They are entrusted with leadership positions because they are more skillful and knowledgeable than others. The need for leaders to go in advance suggests the importance of advancement in leadership. In other words, you are expected to go in advance because that's the only way you can make progress as a leader. From what I've said so far, you might have noticed that leadership has to do with what? Progress. The more a leader progresses, the better his chances of remaining a leader. But the ability to advance in leadership is actually not a single event. It is something that must continually take place over a period of time. For instance, 
Persons who desire to remain leaders in their area of calling must constantly grow in knowledge. They must keep growing because leadership in actual fact is about growth. It cannot occur in a static place. There has to be movement when it comes to leadership. And so for leadership to be sustained, progress must be continually felt by both the leader and the led. In other words, leaders who stop growing will be unable to survive any leadership position because growth is required in every aspect of the society. When followers stop experiencing growth in any area of their lives, they will react by blaming their leaders. This is why people change the leadership of any organization or country when there is no progress. When people don't make any meaningful progress in their lives or in their place of work or in their country, they will begin to cry for a change of leadership. Many leaders have been removed and replaced because their followers felt they were not experiencing change or progress in their lives. Because it is generally believed that leaders are drivers of change. Whenever there is no progress, followers will always blame their leaders. Therefore, advancement is key. It is very, very necessary in any form of leadership. Also, leadership has no boundaries. Leadership is not an activity that takes place within the confines of a set place or area. Leadership doesn't only occur in an office where people work. It doesn't only take place in big corporations or government offices. Leadership happens everywhere. It can take place in homes as parents guide and instruct their children. Leadership happens when you take care of your siblings. Members of a family can lead one another depending on the circumstances. Parents do not always have to take the lead because there are circumstances that might turn the table around. For example, children can take the lead when they have to look after their aged parents. In schools, leadership takes place when teachers train their students. But at the same time, students can take on a leadership position when they are appointed to serve as class representatives or maybe school prefects. Leadership doesn't have to take place in a room or building. It also takes place in the fields as we play games. It happens when a football team plays against another team. Leadership takes place even in unexpected circumstances, like when a group of people get lost in a forest. So in such situations, leadership will be required by the group in order to find a way out of the jungle. Leadership takes place on the streets as people drive or walk along the road. For instance, it occurs when a person tries to reconcile or stop two angry people from getting into a street fight. Never assume that leadership has a permanent address. It doesn't have to take place in a particular place. Leadership is not restricted to any particular field of endeavor. Some people think that the only place you can find leaders is in politics or governance. They think that the only people qualified to be called leaders are presidents, governors, and ministers. As a child growing up in my parents' house, I thought so too. I thought the only people who led were those in politics. I assumed so because the people around me always blamed politicians and government officials for the bad leadership in my country. They were considered as the only ones expected to lead. Later, as I grew up, I began leadership, and I realized that the term leader was not restricted to those who headed the government. 
As I studied and made research on the subject of leadership, I discovered that leadership was not the exclusive right of politicians and government officials. I learned that leadership also takes place in other fields of endeavor. I discovered we could also have leaders in sports, entertainment, science, and business. While leadership occurs in government, it also takes place in the private sector. So just as politicians lead in government, athletes also lead in their own area. While the politician leads in politics, the entertainer also leads in his industry. Let me say it in a simple way. Leadership is required in every sphere of influence. Good luck. And that's it for this edition of Shepherd Daily. If you enjoyed this podcast, kindly subscribe or follow my YouTube channel for more ideas on leadership. Thanks for listening.